0: Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, February 27, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY, or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we've got a host of stuff on the docket. What we're going to do is start from last week, start with what the market did, what it's doing now, and then we'll move forward to the current assessment. So let's just refresh our memory. The market was coming down, and we said that it doesn't have to, but if it came into this area where we have the upsloping trend line drawn in from the weekly chart that we've been looking at day in and day out, that that area would be Garden variety of chart support. Now, from an intraday perspective, maybe it hit my trend line, maybe it didn't, maybe it hit the actual trend line area. It's hard to pinpoint to the number, to the penny, this trend line. The concept is we talked about the moving average, the 200 period moving average that coincides with, and you can see what happened last week on Friday, coincides with this upsloping or downsloping trend line, pardon me, and we got the bounce off the trend line. So the market did everything we discussed that it could and normally would do. Now, here's the thing going forward. Is that trend line going to hold and are we going to get another rally in the northern or upside direction? That concept is on the table until or unless they drop below the trend line. Dropping below the trend line begins to open the door for what we like to call in these pages, Irene. For those of you that might be new, Irene is where the market actually opens the trap door. It's the goodnight Irene number, meaning that the market would open up the door for another leg lower, and what we discussed last week even, is below the trend line opens the door for at least another 100 handles, give or take, in the S&P, 10 bucks, give or take, in the SPY. Could be more, but that certainly becomes a target on the downside and an area where the market would likely find some garden-variety support. We don't have to worry about that right now because we're above the trend line. And when we talk about this trend line, just to reiterate from the weekly chart, this was the spot. Is this just a pullback and a back test of said trend line readying for another move higher? Or was this going to be, or is this going to be what's called a failed breakout situation? That's basically the current state of the tape. Now, moving forward, how do we gauge from a shorter term perspective, a nearby number type perspective, where the market is and what she's likely doing, whether or not she's bullish or bearish, even from a shorter term perspective? She's bullish above the trend line. We know that. However, you have a breakdown candle. She started to run a test at a high last week, failed. Back up there, filling the gap left open. But what we can say is above the high of this breakdown candle, above 404.16, that will begin to open the door for another push higher, certainly into this 20 period moving average, filling a gap up here and maybe even higher. Recapture the 20 period moving average. On the north side, and that turns the daily chart right back into the trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. Other side, we've got, and by the way, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. We've got unfinished business down below. What's the unfinished business? It's the gap left open from Friday, right here. Closing print, 396.38. The low today was not 396.38, it was, in fact, 396.75. So they've got a little bit of unfinished business in terms of a gap down there. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow is, as we know, turnaround Tuesday. What we also had today, when you look at an intraday chart, here's an hourly chart, you had what's called a gap-and-crap situation. The market gapped up on the open, made a high, and we'll talk more about the reason and the area they made a high. This produced a short trade back down in the southern direction, and instead of just bouncing back, making a higher low, and higher low being you have a low and a potential higher low here, and then they go up, they were able to move basically lower, not necessarily into the closing bell, but close enough into the closing bell to put the bounce back right away in question and potentially in favor of the unfinished business down below. Let me show you something a little bit out of the ordinary, maybe slightly advanced way that I use some trend lines sometimes, but here's the concept. So the market gaps down and it runs up over here this is all the way back on last Tuesday, but it runs up over here, have yet to be back to test that area. We know that's important because the market, Mrs. Market, told us it's important by the fact that that's what happened. She ran up there and sold off and hasn't been back since. The market draws for itself trend lines by virtue of creating pivots, another important place right here because the market went up there and was rejected. Same thing here, same thing here. And what you'll notice is you essentially have a downsloping trend line, a series of lower highs. Keep that in the back of your mind for the time being. Why? Because it was part and parcel, not the only reason, but part and parcel to our morning trade. Let's check it out. Here's inside the numbers at zero dark 30. A little rhetoric to start the day. They tested the upsloping trend line, the stuff we just talked about, normal market behavior. SPY 398 will be our early pivot. We think better in pictures for the visual part, right of the vertical is today's activity. 398 is the horizontal trend line. Keep this in the back of your mind. Just focus on the fact that We identify the pivot early, and the trade is either from the pivot or to the pivot. Put this one on a sticky note. For temporary reasons, 398 was today's pivot. Below keeps the door open for a leg lower, down to 396.40, which is unfinished business. We talked about that, but this was identified early in the morning. This was the next important place that they would go to if they got below the pivot. They bounced instead of at that number, in front of that number, but it was late in the day. The flip side is above the pivot, and the door opens for the big fat round number and more. Back to the visual, and you can see here, the big fat round number was hit right at the opening bell for the most part. 400 is that fat round number. 403 was the high in the first candle of the day. Let's move along see what else we have as the morning unfolds. We had the economic data release shuffle right out of the gate at 835. They were already goosing the tape a little bit, so it was case for a further goose operation. Back to the fat round number of 400, and 465 is also a spot, which creates a zone. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through, You already saw what happened right out of the gate. As we know, they're magnetic, important, and overhead resistance. Beware of the thieves in the morning, which they did their deed early in the morning. Let's roll up a little bit, get to some meat and potatoes. Let's go to the 9.15 post. Here's where we are. We're looking for a trade. Where is it? 400.65, give or take, is important. Magnetic and overhead resistance. They haven't been there yet in the pre-market. 398 is our pivot. Here's another visual as we zero in on the morning trade. You'll see 400.65 was the first place we mentioned before the opening bell. Let's see what else we have. If they went down after the opening bell, we're looking for a buy at the pivot. That's what this is saying. We'll get to more of that later. 400.65 can have a reaction in the other direction. They can spike it, but closing candles above is the bull case for another leg higher. Let's see what else we have. Net-net, 921. If they run down to 398, it's an opportunity for a bounce back on the long side. If they run up to 400.65, give or take, it's an opportunity for a reaction back down on the short side. They all start with scalp with potential. Got to have some patience. That's what we discussed in the live room as we were waiting for the price. So we reiterate, you can't guess or buy or guess and sell it. Either way, you can't guess at it. And shortly, we come into what we call showtime for the Bears to play defense. 400.65 to 401.35 is a zone for a bounce back down in the other direction. Starts as a scalp. With potential. Could take a little time. Okay, fair enough. The top end of that zone was 401.35. The high of day was 401.29. They came back down. They provided the trade and then some. Where did they go? To the pivot. Spiked the pivot. Bounced back in the other direction. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. Little target for the scalp portion of the trade. We like to turn them into what I call risk-free, emotionless trades. And then you saw what happened. They came right down. And by 10.36, there you have it. The rest is trader's choice. Nice trade. And you can see here by 10.40, still a likely bounce at 3.98 if they got there anytime soon. And what you'll see is 3.98 even down to 3.97.65 is an area for a bounce back in the other direction. And here it is blown up on a three minute chart, and you can see that zone provided a bounce back in the other direction. On the second go around, they did the thing we discuss all the time, which is spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction, suck in the bears, leave them at the altar with a pie in the face. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. It's here for the taking. We've got traders inside the numbers and specifically inside the numbers live room making money with this information. And of course, in the live room, we talk through the entire thing. I'm taking the trade with you as I did today. Today was what we call a Whopper Jr. We only had two stocks on the move listed this morning, R-R-C-L-N-T. RRC hit its number, but it dripped lower in a creeping formation all day long, had a little bit of a rally into the closing bell. But this isn't the manner in which. But the numbers work. That's the takeaway. Hey, what's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, similar situation. We're going to use this breakdown candle in the 20-period moving average as our gateway to a bull case, and we'll use this low here from Friday as our bear case, because if they're coming below this low, it's likely story that the S&P is coming below its trend line. They would, as they say in the trading parlots, coincide. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes, so when you look at the weekly chart, you have to notice something important. Big breakup candle, this is the week ending February 3rd. They ran a test of the low of that breakup candle, and they closed above it, and they remain above it. They're above three of these moving averages that are somewhat converging, and therefore this isn't necessarily a bearish case, and we can use this low here at 186.83 has to be a weekly close as the bogey. Put that on a sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? You have a similar situation, not at the lows. The lows coincide with the convergence of the 50 and 20 period moving average. This is the weekly chart. However, on the weekly chart, they remain now above all the moving averages in a pullback formation after a large breakup candle. That's not a bearish signal for now. That's a bullish one until or unless they would get on a weekly basis below the low 14,139 and change and the convergence of these moving averages over here. Shorter time frame, the daily chart, you're going to be bogeyed by the high of this breakdown candle, 15,018 and change. Get above there, you're above all the moving averages and your daily chart turns into a bullish formation. It's not really bearish right now. It's in a pullback formation, But above all the moving averages, you know what it is. Repeat after me. The trend is your friend until she launches your shit out the window. What about the Q people? You take a look at the daily chart, what do you see? Well, the first thing I see is a run-up in a breakout formation and now a pullback into the 200-period moving average. It's not necessarily a bearish thing. What did they do? They came back to run a test of the breakout area. They're fighting it right now. They got below it last week. They're back above it or at it today because it's debatable where they closed. This line's a little bit not necessarily straight. All that stuff. It's the concept of they're at an important place. It's not important where the pennies are right now. And just like the other markets, we're going to use Friday's low as the near-term bogey. Weekly chart riding the 50-week moving average In a pullback formation after a ramp higher, that's not necessarily bearish until or unless they start getting below certain stuff. And again, if they start getting below last week's low, it's likely all the markets are in all the same market scenario, falling together below an important spot. Gabish about the financials? So they took care of their unfinished business, and interestingly enough, and this goes into the camp of there are no accidents or coincidences in the market. The closing price here is 3566 from Friday. They filled the gap, but yet closed below it by one penny. Just one penny, that's by choice. It's not an accident. Is the market trying to tell us something? We don't know just yet until tomorrow opens and we see where all the markets are, but it's interesting, it's of note, It goes on to a sticky note off to the side. It was what we call a gap-and-crap situation today. It wasn't a terrible close. It was just a gap-and-crap situation. They gapped up, and they leaked lower all day across most all of the markets. Same scenario for Smash Mouth. Gap-and-crap. Unfinished business from Friday's close. That closing price was $242.54. Today's high. 242.33. If you go to the closing price, if you go to the other side of that, the spot is 26. The high today is 33. So technically, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but yet they had a gap in crap, any way you want to look at it. On the weekly chart, though, here's what's going on. They're hovering still around the 100 period moving average. As long as they stay above, let's just call it. Friday's low, then this is just a eating time, off the clock, bullish, flaggish, pullbackish type of formation. We are the umpire calling balls and strikes from a variety of different time frames. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast